Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Check. Fantasy Sports and Politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Uh. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Lock on. Peace. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again uh, to this Thursday night edition of the FSP Crew Show. Um, I am your host, JT, a.k.a. The Master. And um, the number to call in is 347-637-3220. 347-637-3220 is a place to be if you want to talk to the master, and that's me. We've got a great show in store for you tonight. Um, going to talk about uh, football. Um, and there's a lot of football there's games that are going to be played today. Tomorrow and over the weekend, we talk about some of them, um, some some today that's taking place. We're talking about injuries. The injury bug is hitting some teams with major players, and we're going to be talking about that. Also talking about Deflategate, an ongoing saga that can't seem to get out of its own way. Uh, so we'll be talking about that also. And like I said, the number to call in is 347-637-3220. I am joined by my uh, esteemed co-host, Jeff the Joker, uh, two Jersey guys. Uh, let me bring in my um, co-host, and uh, we can start this show off. What's up, my man? What's up, Jeff? Hey, Jerry. What's going on? Oh, boy. There's a lot going on, man. Um, I don't know if you've gotten got into any drafts yet. I don't get into my first draft until, I think, this Sunday. But... Uh, um, there's uh, the injury bug has been hitting some teams, and uh, we'll be getting to that. But first, I want to talk about this. And it's a, like I said, it's an ongoing saga, and I got to talk about it because the fact is that uh, Tom Brady and the NFL and the judge are a happy, I wouldn't say happy, but a trio that are bound together until they finally decide on um, whether the NFL and Tom Brady are going to come to some type of um, um, compromise or the judge who's been trying to get them uh, and hinting and strongly encouraging them to come to a um, compromise, uh, going to have to make a decision. Uh, From what I understand that the 31st, the judge, uh, let me back up. The last time, uh, two weeks, not this week, last week, um, both Roger Goodell and uh, Tom Brady were in um, in attendance in the uh, courtroom. And when they tried to hammer out, and the judge was uh, admonishing both sides for whatever reason. And uh, they recessed with quite naturally. They let out that week with no resolution. And uh, they were supposed to meet, they met, they met again this week. It was te- televised on the NFL network, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but from what I understand, uh, neither parties, meaning Goodell or um, Tom Brady were in attendance, weren't required to be in attendance. And uh, the judge kept on admonishing both sides and encouraging in cer- certain amount of words 
that uh, they should settle um, and not think that one side or the other has the upper hand. And also instructed uh, both parties to have their principles in attendance, I think the next time it's the 31st of August, meaning Roger Goodell and Tom Brady have to be in attendance. And uh, hopefully, uh, not hopefully, but uh, with the intent um, by then, um, hopefully the judge is thinking that they come to some type of resolution or before the season starts, if I'm not mistaken, the judge is going to make a, 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 a decision one way or the other, and no one knows which way it's going uh, at this point. Uh, and uh, one side or the other is going to be displeased. Now, Tom Brady, and I'm trying to lay this all out for you, Jeff. I'm pretty sure you heard about it. Tom Brady has agreed to say that he'll take some type of punishment, maybe one game or something like that, for not cooperating, but won't go a a any further in saying that he uh, uh, knew about uh, what was going on with the balls, that he was some in some type of conspiracy. And the NFL said, no, you got to um, take some blame here. You got to admit that uh, uh, you took part in this, uh, not just the part that you failed to cooperate completely. Um, and pretty much that's what the stalemate is uh, right now. Um, Tom Brady seemed like he took a step forward, but not a big enough step. And uh, with all that said, I ramble on for about five or six minutes. But Jeff, what's your thoughts? Okay, but based on what I've heard from the legal experts, the the judge is pushing uh, Goodell and you know Brady and their people toward a compromise because the judge doesn't want to make a decision. The thing is, if a judge makes a decision, it's going to be black or white, you know. So I exactly. guess the key is Brady doesn't want to compromise the closest they can get to if he says. Well, I won't admit to, you know, messing up, you know, messing around with the balls, but I guess I'll, you know, take a one-game suspension for uh, obstruction, basically. And um, my thing is, not that I'm a big fan of uh, the Patriots and their antics, but I absolutely loathe Goodell. I mean, this man graduated law school, passed the bar, right, supposed to be some hotshot attorney. And he's a buffoon. It's like he has no con concept of due process or anything like that. He wanted to be the dictator of the NFL, and he just keeps screwing it up. And uh, uh, who, who wants to see a dictator? You know, and I'll tell you, Richard Sherman, uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks star corner, uh, was right on the money. Talking about you know teams getting fined is a joke because they make so much money. Even a million bucks for a team is nothing. I mean, you know, even for Brady, you know, who's got money, a million bucks is a chunk. You know, it would be like, you know, for guys like you and me, if, you know, parking tickets were a dollar, you'd be like, whatever, I'll park my car wherever I want then. You know, what's the big deal? Right. Yeah, um, I, I got a minute, but uh, I don't I, I can't see a happy resolution. I, I would thought that uh, – um, smarter minds would have prevailed, but uh, obviously um, both both sides have um, dug in, and um, I think there's some owners behind it too, also trying to um, uh, weaken the players uh, that much more, uh, and trying to make a statement that uh, uh, they can do this to Brady, they can do it to anybody, quite naturally. And uh, just trying to wield their power. Now, it's going to be difficult on either side when 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 and if a decision is rendered, if it's not a, a compromise um, brought about, that uh, if if it's going to rest after that, or if somebody going to appeal to the whoever to the appellate court, 
who 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 the heck knows um uh if if uh the two sides uh one side's not pleased and, and takes it takes it further one big mess over inflated footballs wow that's all i can say is wow and speaking of the patriots and i don't know if you heard this one jeff i just happened to catch this about half hour ago Peyton Manning takes extreme precautions in Patriots visiting locker room because he believes it's bugged. Let me read this article to you because I just just saw this article uh, came out to uh, today that uh, it's no secret that Peyton Manning is insanely competitive. So it should not come as a surprise how he, he reacted when conversations with ex-Patriots players led him to believe that the Patriots' visitors' locker room was bug. In short, Manning assumed it was true and went out of his way to make sure the Patriots couldn't hear anything important he had, he had to discuss with his coaching staff. Peter King first strongly hinted at the story in 2010 as something of a rumor in a column leading up to a matchup between Manning's Indianapolis Colts and the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. A quote from um, um, Peter King, I've always heard reliable, reliably that the Colts never trusted that were, they were totally alone in the Colts locker room in Foxborough. And that when Manning had something of strategic significance to say to offensive coordinator Tom Moore, they both stepped outside into the concourse outside the locker room. Oh, was this just Manning being paranoid and overreacting to Spygate, which happened in 2010, or 2007, when the Patriots were caught videotaping and opposing team signals during a game? Well, Manning's coach in Indianapolis, Tony Dudgy, was a guest on the Dan Patrick show and confirmed this report and says there was a little more to it than that. Dungeons was asked if Peyton Manning did step out into the hallway to discuss strategy with his coach because he thought the locker room was bugged. That is very true. Dungeons said with a chuckle as Peyton talked to the guys who played for the Patriots and some of the guys who came over to the Colts, whether it is true or not, he treated it as true and we didn't have a lot of strategy discussed inside the locker room, meaning Gillette Stadium. This doesn't necessarily mean that the locker room was bugged or even that the players told Manning was bugged. It could simply be a case where Manning grilled expatriate players on what they knew about the Colts, and Manning was suspicious about how they knew so much. But at the same time, in light of Spygate, the deflate gate saga and mysterious happenings such as accusations of opposing teams communications going down at critical points in games at Gillette, Gillette Stadium. This certainly raises some eyebrows or maybe Peyton is just paranoid. What's your thoughts, Jeff? You know, it's, it's very possible. It's not surprising. It's not shocking to me. I mean, I've been hearing this stuff since I was a kid. I remember, Many years ago, they accused Al Davis of uh, bugging at a visitor's locker room, uh, you know, but that was when the Raiders were good. When they were losing, nobody was worried about that. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of paranoia, and, you know, it's a very high level of competition. And, uh, you know, some of these teams uh, bend the rules a little, you know, and it happens, you know. <laughs> and so, sometimes they go a little too far, It's you know. It's it's tricky with that, you know. What, what was that nonsense in baseball? That as long as they're not using electronics, duh, then then change up your signs or hide them better. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, that's baseball. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's why you have signs because you don't scream at a guy, take the pitch. You know, you you give a sign. That's the purpose to you know. Make an effort to conceal it. Uh, it's, it's nonsense, you know. Well, let me ask you something. Why is it always happens to be the same team, meaning the Patriots, that are embroiled well, in, in all this controversy? And, and I can't believe it's just because of them winning. It's got to be uh, winning a lot. 
it's got to be well, a reason why uh, a lot of teams winning. are sus- suspicious of what the Patriots are, are doing in order to, to win. Part of it is the winning, and also how many other teams have got busted for cheating. And, I mean, the, the Patriots have their own uh, G. Uh, Gordon Liddy guy, this guy Ernie Adams, who's supposed to be the brain. And he, he's the brain, and he was able supposedly to, uh, you know, during halftime could look at the other team's signals and uh, be able to make adjustments where a lot of other people wouldn't be able to do so. And, you know, Adams has been around the team forever, and they, he has a vague title and a vague description, and he's kind of like uh, Belichick's right-hand man. I mean, if you notice uh, frequently in training camp or in practice, the Patriots will wear uh, uh, jerseys with no numbers, you know, which I think they're the only team I, I, I could think of that does that on a regular basis. That started when Belichick was in Cleveland. Uh, he said it was because he was worried that uh, out-of-town reporters were uh, watching practice and, uh, you know, blabbing to the other teams. But supposedly it was really because he liked to use non-roster players occasionally in practice. I find that very easy to believe. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you some. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's so funny because I'm surprised the league allows that. Because, you know, you see the Patriots mm-hmm. in training camp and you see a big star Tom Jersey wearing a, break, a jersey with no number. And then you see fans, the, the place is packed with fans, and the fans are wearing jerseys with numbers. It's silly. <laughs> It's really silly, yep. and you yep. can't buy these. The fans should start buying Patriots jerseys with no numbers. Well, you know, before Belichick came to the Patriots, there was no shenanigans and things happening and, and them being fined and and, uh, and all this stuff being found out about um, um, cheating, uh, different forms of cheating. Um, and, and bending the rules or uh, and uh, loopholes and things like that. Um, and then when uh, Mr. Belichick decided to uh, leave the Jets and come to the Patriots, um, I don't know if there was a um, deal with the devil, so to speak, that uh, Belichick figured he, him, him being up in Foxborough, he could get away with uh, – and that organization could get away with whatever they wanted um, because it seems like other than the um, um, Saints with uh, Bounty Gate, that the Patriots um, are the um, biggest cheaters, so to speak, in the league. And it seems it seems like, and I could be wrong, but it seems like everyone else is pretty much playing by the rules, and the Patriots are are not. And at times, and this is why I think they got caught. They're so blatant about it um, that they get caught, they get fined. But even when the first fine when, and, and the draft picks taken away, when they had um, Spygate. Uh, obviously, it didn't turn because um, this came up, the flake gate. Uh, and there's a pattern here that is pretty disturbing that one organization um, is every few years is getting caught doing something that's um, cheating, in essence, cheating. And... Uh, um, Crying wolf, I wouldn't say crying wolf, but crying foul every time they've gotten uh, um, exposed. Um, and I think there was a rumor, and I think it's still, 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 I think it's not, not a rumor. I think it's a fact that a lot of owners are fed up with, with this garbage and want to um, make an example of Tom Brady, who's the poster boy for the NFL, one of them. And uh, once wants to try to bring the Patriots down a notch and really pushing for Brady to get some type of um, penalty other than a $25,000 fine and maybe one game. Uh, so we have to wait and see. 
if the judge decides to um, side with the NFL or side with Tom Brady. Um, I, I have I have a ten, a tendency to think he's going to side with the NFL. Reason being that the two sides have a collective bargaining agreement, um, and they agree to all the um, steps uh, in the penalty process, uh, whether it was his op- Goodell's office giving the penalty or uh, the uh, hearing the appeal, uh, that all was agreed upon. So uh, we'll have to wait and see in the next few weeks. And I imagine it's going to probably take place before the uh, beginning of the season. I would think so. To see if uh, uh, Tom Brady is going to prevail, uh, or the um, the uh, uh, ever present NFL uh, and Roger Goodell. All right, let's move on to um, another um, um, problem. And, and you know, oh wait, wait a minute. You know, I wanted to say something here too. Um, I don't know if you heard this. That skip skip bails uh, uh, on um, on um, in today I think it was today accused uh, Roger Goodell of framing Tom Brady over the Flategate. Um, I'm not really going to go into it, but um, I think uh, if people want to YouTube something like that or go on a site to 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 listen to what Skip Bales had to say, um, I don't know if it has any weight or not, but uh, it's just another. Uh, uh, person uh, with with an opinion on whether it's the, for the league or against the league that uh, um, think uh, thinks that thinks for the player. Anyway, we got some NFL games, preseason games on today, and for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But the problem is that some of these players that are supposed to be playing are hurt, uh, meaning they're hurt for uh, a couple games or they're a, are out for the season. Now, I got a list of teams here that I want to go down and uh, get, your, get, your, get your thoughts on <clears throat> how relevant um, – it's going to be for uh, each team. On, um, I'll start with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. They got uh, two um, def- defensive players that are out for the season. One with Achilles, meaning defensive lineman Corey Peter- Peters is out for the season with an Achilles. DB uh, Brandon Person is out with a knee. For the season, Michael Floyd, like uh, um, we talked about a few weeks ago, or for those who know who Michael Floyd is, a wide receiver on the Arizona Cardinals, had three broken fingers and is questionable for a start of the season. Um, same with uh, Jermaine Gresham, who happens to be a tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. And um, uh, another wide receiver who just took place um, last week, about a week ago, uh, Damon Powell, who happens to be a, um, I think he's a, I don't, I think he's an undrafted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. He's out I- indefinitely. So let's talk about this, Jeff. <clears throat> Michael Floyd, fantasy relevance, relevance, um, three broken fingers, doesn't make a difference what hand. He has three broken fingers on a hand. And uh, questionable for a start of the season. I think uh, I think they said he was out four to six weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what's your thoughts? Um, you know, I'll tell you, I've been thinking a lot about fingers after the 4th of July. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll get uh, to him. We'll get uh, to him. Yeah. But... Um, you know, the, the the Arizona fingers really haven't been on my mind, you know. But, uh, 
you know, fingers are, you know, can be important, you know, um, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but, you know, obviously, you know, for guys who handle the football, they're important, but even the defensive linemen, you know, uh, the fingers are very important. And, um, you know, uh, the thing is, you know, with the training camp, especially, it's it, it can be hard to decipher what teams, you know, are saying regarding injuries because in training camp they don't have to disclose as much and uh, and they don't. And uh, for veteran players, you know, if a guy gets a hangnail, they'll keep him out of a preseason game. They'll hold him out of practice occasionally. Um, uh, so it, it it can be hard to decipher. All right, let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons, who have only one injury right now. Um, well, I would say this: they have uh, a, a few injuries. They have two two of their running backs, uh, Tevin Coleman, who's a rookie, and, and Devonta Freeman, who is a uh, second year player dealing with hamstrings. I think uh, Coleman is a game time decision, and Freeman uh, is more likely to play. But they also have Roddy White, um, a one the star receiver for quite a while. Um, who's um, out and probably won't play until the beginning of the season, if that. What's your thoughts on those three guys? Yeah, you know, um, you know, if you, if you follow fantasy, you want to know who's going to be uh, starting running backs for NFL teams. And because of the, the two guys in, in Atlanta with the hamstring, it's really tough to figure out. And with White, I mean – uh, he's had a very good career, but unfortunately at this point, it looks like he's kind of on the downside. All right. The Buffalo Bills have um, several injuries, uh, mostly on the running backs. Carlos Williams, Anthony Dixon, and just recently, LaShawn McCoy, and not so recently, um, Fred Jackson. That's a problem, uh, in my opinion. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and then they got uh, uh, along with Seth, uh, um, Sammy Watkins, who's dealing with a hip hip issue. There's also have uh, um, two guys on the defensive side, Leotis McKelvin, who's a um, um, a DB, who's questionable for the start of the season, and Marcel Darius, who's um, uh, uh, got a one game suspension. What's your thoughts? All those guys especially running backs that aren't healthy um, and they're not thinking about bringing in Ray Rice or anybody else. Uh, what's your thoughts on about uh, the Buffalo Bills and the dilemma they have, especially on the offensive side of the ball and running backs? Yeah, I think uh, the case with McCoy is they're being very cautious. He's got a pretty good track record. Uh, with the other guys, it's like, how do, how do you run uh, a practice with, with barely any running backs. And that guy that Carlos Williams is, is banged up now. I mean, uh, he, he, I think he hurt himself. They, uh, you know, sometimes cause of these HIPAA laws, I think it was a non-football injury, but he, I think, uh, he, he's out now. So, I mean, they're probably going to have to sign a guy or two just to have another warm body for practices, you know, maybe uh -huh. use a fullback as halfback in practice. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, the Bills are playing uh, right now. I'm curious about uh, what running backs they're using. They're playing, uh, you know, Cleveland. You know, Cleveland made a big mm -hmm. deal. They got new uniforms this year. It's it's a different, slightly different shade of orange. Hip hip hooray! <laughs> okay, let's move on to the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Carolina Panthers, who got a devastating uh, um, news uh, on their uh, this year, a second year. Um, wide receiver who has a, had a lot of upside that uh, now had a uh, um, a torn ACL has to get operated on and is out for the season. I'm talking about Kelvin Benjamin and their rookie wide receiver who's dealing with a hamstring and probably um, won't start a game probably until the beginning of the season. Or maybe uh, the last preseason game, if he, if if that. And then a defensive lineman. I'm talking about Devin Funches for those who don't know, and and the defensive lineman who um, hurt himself earlier part of this year, 
I mean, this um, not year, this year, uh, but the, this month, uh, with a foot injury, um, Star Lutotole, um, and who's a very good defensive player. So they they have some key injuries here. What's your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the Benjamin injury is uh, very unfortunate for him, for that team. And uh, uh, at least, at least you know, this is why you want to have your fantasy drafts in late August because of injuries like that that could happen in the preseason because, you know, he was going pretty high uh, in fantasy drafts. Um, and I guess the, the only good thing if, you know, you play fantasy, at least with Benjamin, you know he's out. It's not vague. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you know he's a young guy, promising uh, player uh, in his second season. And hopefully, you know, he'll have plenty of time to uh, get ready for next training camp. Um, and, and me, you know, I mean, injuries are such a huge part of football. But it, it, to me, it's worse when a rookie is injured in camp. Because it, uh, they need they need camp more than the veterans, and frequently to me when you know a rookie misses most of camp, it usually leads to uh, a disappointing rookie season. Not always. There's exceptions like Odell Beckham, but sometimes these guys they just can't get healthy, or they just end up in the doghouse and they just can't put together a decent rookie year. Yeah, and you know, I, I meant to mention it. I should have. I just realized that uh, in the Buffalo Bill, going back to the Buffalo Bill, brief, briefly, Sammy Watkins had a, 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 shin, a shin injury, and um, is uh, it's still up in the air whether he's going to be able to play this year uh, because of the. I think he had an operation on his shin, and um, um, his his status Are you sure? for Are you thinking about. Uh, Kevin White in Chicago had. I thought he had the shin injury. I'm sorry, but you're, you're right. Watkins is you're always right. hurt, so you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're exactly right. I'm I'm sorry about that. You're right, Jeff. Anyway, let's yeah. Okay, let's move to Chicago. Okay, because that was the next team I was going to talk about. Alshon Jeffrey's dealing with a calf issue. Um, he'll, he's probable for the start of the season, and Kevin White dealing with a shin issue. Um, and it had it surgery, and, and his uh, status for the season much less the start of the season, is very in jeopardy because of, um, the, I guess, the healing process and whether or not he's going to be able to um, uh, participate this year. So you got to stay tuned for that. Now, that's got some big Im- implications. Um, Alshon Jeffrey may be the only uh, valid wide receiver out there. I mean, they do have Eddie Royal. So Eddie Royal's um, um, uh, fantasy rel- relevance may step up uh, because of what may happen to Kevin White, uh, and uh, he, he he may be moving up in the um, in the uh, uh, ranking wide receiver rankings in fantasy. So you got to stay tuned to see what happens with the, those two teams. Um, what's your thoughts on on the Chicago Bears? <clears throat> yeah, um, you know uh, White was a guy high draft. Uh, uh, playing across from a guy getting double teams most likely. And, uh, yeah, he, he might, I think he's out for at least six weeks. I think they said, uh, right. Right. I think he's still eligible to come back, but, um, it might not. So, uh, you know, uh, as far as fantasy goes, you know, maybe in some dynasty leagues, you might want to take a chance. But, uh, my thing is, you know, uh, I, I hate taking a chance on an injury-prone guy for in, in the draft. You know, I just it, it's especially early. I, I just that that cracks me up. So uh, uh, yeah, it really uh, makes him barely relevant. Okay, let's move on to the um, Cleveland Browns. Really? Yeah, I'm, I got to move. They're, they're an NFL franchise, so I got to move on to them. Um, Dwayne Bowe, who never seems like he's healthy for the whole year, is dealing with a hamstring. Duke Johnson, who some think is a promising uh, running back for the Cleveland Browns, is also dealing with a, a hamstring. And um, Barcavius Mingo, Mingo, which is a linebacker, 
is dealing with a knee issue. And all these guys are either questionable or probable for the start of the season. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, those three? Yeah, I think when Johnson gets healthy, he's the guy. But, you know, he needs the camp. He's a rookie because, you know, West and Crowell, uh, they they I, they don't blow me away. I don't think they blow the coaches away. Uh, and, of course, you know, they the quarterback situation isn't settled in Cleveland. I mean, Bo, he, he's missed some games, but he, he usually plays most of the season. I remember once <clears> – <throat> He missed a few games suspended for PEDs. Um, but he, he's a pretty good possession receiver. He just needs a quarterback to get him the football. Okay. Let's move to the Dallas Cowboys. No, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Um, Death Bryant is dealing with a hamstring. And uh, Byron Jones is dealing with an arm issue. Both of those, along with uh, Lance Dunbar, who's dealing with an ankle issue are probable for the start of the season. And quite naturally, on the defensive side, which is this is, this is pretty big for uh, the defense of uh, the Cowboys, uh, Greg Hardy and uh, Rolanda McClain, um, two um, twins, because the fact is they both have a four-game suspension and won't be eligible until week five. What's your thoughts? Oh, and, and don't forget, um, Darren McFadden, I think now he's practicing, but uh, he's, at, he's a active couple now. weeks. Yeah, because I, I think he he pulled his first hamstring when he was being born. I think uh, <laughs> when he was in the womb. When he was in the womb. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he was a, a newborn baby, he was on the pup list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor guy. But you know what? The thing is, and I, I mean this. Uh, you know, like a guy like McFadden, he's been a disappointing NFL player. You know, I think most people would agree with that statement. But I have nothing against him as a person. You know what I mean? Because that's what I don't like. When You know, when uh, once in a while there's a disappointing player, a bust or whatever, you know, uh, people talk about him like they're a criminal or something, and, and, and that's usually not the case. You know what I mean? It's just... Uh, I won't go that far with it because just because the guy's not a good football player doesn't mean he's not a good person. So I, w- I won't go that far. And uh, I, I don't like when people go in that direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's go to the Denver Broncos where Emmanuel Sanders is, is uh, dealing with a hamstring issue. He's probable, probable for the start of the season. Uh, you got the, the defensive line, lineman, Derek Wolf, who, who's going to serve a four game suspension. Um, and he'll be able to come back week five. And, um, well, I wouldn't say he's not relevant, but, uh, he, he, he was, he's been thought of being out since, um, early part of May. So those two guys from the Denver Broncos, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, looks like Manny Sanders will be able to come, come back in the beginning of the uh, start of the season, but, uh, I yeah. guess they're going to well. treat him pretty gingerly until then. Regarding Sanders, um, I have him in my dynasty league, which is, right. you know, uh, really like a hardcore keeper league. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's one of my keeper guys. I got a bunch and he's one of them. And, uh, right. uh he's, he's one of my main guys. And, uh, I was very disappointed when I saw, uh, his hamstring and hopefully they're just being cautious and, and because he's a veteran and, you know, uh, they do have a new offensive coordinator though, but, uh, uh, he did very, you know, he had a lot of receptions last year and uh, should have a lot. But uh, I think because of the new uh, system, uh, new coordinator, um, they're going to be uh, running the ball more. Also, because uh, Peyton Manning isn't getting any younger. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's still going to be a good passing game, but I, I really think they're going to they're gonna be running a lot more. And I think they're going to run it well. Okay. All right, let's move on to the Detroit Lions where they made a trade to get Aloli Nada. Um, he's been dealing with a hamstring. Um, he's questionable for the start of the season. Um, they're counting on Aloli Nada to uh, help uh, fill the void that Dominic Sue um, left. What's your thoughts 
on a this is just on the defensive side of all for 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 the most part that the Detroit Lions don't have any um, offensive players that are dealing with anything that may keep them out for any um, length of time. What's your thoughts on Haloti well, Nada? The, the Lions lost a couple other uh, defensive linemen besides Sue, so they they really got to reload that defensive line. Right. Well, okay. Um, I, mean, I mean, if they had three other, you know, studs, it wouldn't be that big a deal. But, uh, right. you know, they, they got a practically new defensive line. Yep. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have a guy, only Dantone, Dantone Jones, a defensive lineman who got suspended early part of uh, July uh, for one game. He's coming back against Seattle in week two. Um, I'm not going to even go in there because it's really that that's no relevance. Um, but the next team that I'm talking about happens to be, unfortunately, my team, the Houston Texans, that took a huge hit, uh, especially against one of the better running backs in the league, uh, in Arian Foster, uh, who um, uh, tore a groin off his muscle, I mean, to, off his off the bone, had to have surgery, and quite naturally is doubtful for the start of the season. And uh, I guess we're waiting to see how his rehab uh, as healing and rehab takes before they place him on the short-term IR list, which makes him eligible to come off uh, in week 10, be, to be, being that uh, he's not eligible to be um, coming off the list until week eight. But they have, Houston's on a bye in week nine, so he's not eligible to come back until week 10, which is um, uh, deep into the fantasy football season. Uh, with only two or three games left um, in, from week 10. What's your thoughts, Jeff? Arian Foster um, out until who knows? Yeah, I, I could see, I mean, maybe if you're, in, this is, if you're in a very deep league, you can maybe pick him up at the end as a stash. But, you know, to me, a roster spot's so valuable. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, and some of those really deep leagues, it's, you know, you're fighting for scraps. You know, it's like anybody with a pulse is on, is on a fantasy roster in those kind of leagues. Okay. How about we do this? Um, and the, this team doesn't need young players that they've drafted um, and are counting on to or traded for to or picked up from free agency to be hurt or out for the season or whatever. They need them all healthy so they can all get on the same page going into the season so they can make the best showing. Talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, they got a, a nice list here. Um, the defensive back, and this guy's an extremely good defensive back, Jonathan Cyprian, who's dealing with the finger issues out for the preseason and probably for the start of the regular season. Uh, so they don't know when he's going to exactly come back. Um, tight end Julius Thomas, who they picked up from free agency, is out with a hand issue. He's out for the pre preseason, and it's probable for the start of the regular season, but they're not exactly sure when he'll come back. Um, one of their second-year wide receivers that they may be counting on is uh, wide receiver Marquise Lee, who's dealing with a hamstring, and he's questionable for the start of the season. Uh, a rookie that they drafted in the running back position, and they're probably counting on him to be the starting running back. Uh, I think he probably got a very good shot at doing that. And running back uh, T.J. Yeldon dealing with a finger issue, which is um, probably not going to uh, um, prevent him from beginning the season, but he's not getting them those reps in, 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 in practice or, or especially in preseason games like you're talking about. He's a rookie. And he needs all the reps and, and experience he can get leading into the regular season. He got uh, Dante Fowler, who was drafted by the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he was a, their first-round pick. Um, he's out uh, with a 20 ACL for the season. He won't see what he can do until next year. What's your thoughts, Jeff? You know, it just goes to show you, I mean, you, you can't underestimate the importance of, of health in, in football especially fantasy football, um, you know, the, the most important part of ability is availability. And, 
you know, take Julius Thomas, please. I mean, when healthy, he's terrific. The problem is he's not always healthy. I mean, you know, it happens. I mean, even the best players get injured. But, you know, let's say compare Julius Thomas to a couple of the, the great tight ends, guys who really, you know, made a career, guys like uh, Gonzalez and Gates, also like Thomas, uh, those guys uh, played uh, college basketball. Um but Gonzalez and Gates, uh, those guys didn't miss a lot of games. I mean, uh, Gates is going to miss a few games for a suspension, and he missed a couple years ago, missed a couple games for injury. But when those guys were in their prime, they didn't miss games. Uh, you know, uh, you know, and it's the great players in their prime frequently don't miss many games. And an- another issue is uh, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, the they differentiate, you know, are you hurt or are you injured? And you got to be able to perform at a high level when you're hurt because if you're the kind of guy who could only play when you're 100%, you're not going to do well in the NFL or in a lot of other things either. That's true. Uh, let's move to Kansas City Chiefs where um, Don Terry Poe, a uh, defensive lineman, is dealing with a back issue. Uh, Sean Smith, a defensive back it's suspended for three games. We'll be able to come back in week four. Uh, good thing Eric Berry, who was dealing with uh, um, uh, a cancer-type issue, is uh, back and playing uh, a, a very good uh, um, safety for the um, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, glad to see that he made a, a full recovery <clears throat> and uh, is able to get back on the field. That's that's a miracle in itself. Uh, being able to deal with chemo and, and, and everything else and being able to come back and be able to uh, uh, perform uh, and possibly uh, perform well. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs and, and the players that they have um, issues with? You know, um, I think uh, Andy Reid is a coach who – doesn't want to work a team too hard in practice, tries to keep them fresh. Right. And, uh, right. you know, that that approach is debatable. But, uh, hey, you know, he had a good amount of success in Philly. You know, he has some idea what he's doing. All right, we move to the, uh, to the Miami Dolphins, who just lost there. Um, and this guy's a very good DB, Louis Delmas, out for the season. I think he tore his ACL, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and... Uh, the rookie wide receiver, there's another rookie, Jeff, that uh, has been dealing with a foot issue. I don't think he's been able to to um, do anything in preseason. So he's way behind. Uh, he's questionable for the start of the season. And um, Deion Jordan, who got suspended for the – he's a defensive lineman, a pretty good defensive lineman. He got suspended for the whole 2015 season. Talk to me, Jeff. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, did, is Kenny still sp- uh, banged up? Uh, I think he might have suffered a minor injury, but uh, I got Jarvis Landry in my dynasty league, so I'm, I'm penciling yeah. him to have an uh, uh, upgrade from last year. He was part of a very strong uh, receiver uh, rookie receiver group last year. Yep. And yep. Uh, it looks like uh, they used to say for fantasy for wide receivers – you know, you, you, they'd bust out in the third year, but now it's like they're busting out in the third practice, you know. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to this guy who I'm very suspect of. Um, everybody's pumping him up, thinking he's going to have a great comeback year, but um, I'm very suspect. He, he's got to show me. Um, he's hit, hit that magical age of 30. He's dealing with a thigh issue. Um, and uh, he only played one game last year due to suspension. Talking about the Minnesota Vikings, Adrian Peterson, and then they also have a, a defensive back, Jabari Price, who's suspended for two games and is going to be back in week three against San Diego. What's your thoughts? You know, I think Peterson is one of those rare athletes where uh, the things that apply to most people don't always apply to him kind of like with um, his ACL. I mean, he came back from that uh, injury, very serious injury, as good as no, which 
most guys don't. And then, of course, people were naive thinking, oh, now everybody's going to come back as good as new. No. Yep. It, it, Adrian Peterson, even on a high level, is an exceptional athlete. So because it's AP, to me, the injury doesn't look as concerning as as if it was someone else. Okay, let's move on to the New England Patriots. This is going to be good. Uh, Tom Brady, who suspended four games pending an appeal. Uh, Brandon LaFell is dealing with a foot. He probably won't, won't uh, see too much preseason work. Um, probably for the start of the season. LeGarrette Blunt is suspended for one game. Uh, he's going to come back in the uh, week two. And Dante Hightower, um, who's uh, dealing with a shoulder issue, is questionable for the start of the season. What's your thoughts, Jeff? For the purposes of fantasy and injury reports, the Patriots drive me absolutely crazy, and I'm surprised the league does not find them. <laughs> Because they, you know, the teams are, they're supposed to accurately disclose injury information. And the Patriots are one of some teams that make a complete mockery of it. And Belichick is so incredibly paranoid. I mean, heaven forbid, if a guy died, he would have them listed as questionable. I mean... Uh, the the littlest thing he 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 won't disclose and and if you have a, a patriot you know if there's one you're thinking about drafting he, he, you have no clue and then another reason which makes patriots sometimes difficult for fantasy is they game plan as much as any team so uh, you know they, they they can sign a running back off the street have them start in the next week. And then cut them the next week. You don't know. I mean, guys go from practice squad to starter, bench warmer to starter. You you just they they, they really keep you guessing, uh, especially with the running backs. And uh, excuse me, uh, LaFell, I think he's been missing most of camp. Uh, Edelman's missed some camp. Uh, they drive you crazy. Um, but uh, I think I don't think Brady's going to miss more than a game. You know. Okay, let's talk and, about the. Uh, excuse me, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling the love. I mean, as great as Gronk could be, I, I just can't bring myself to draft him in the first round. I just can't do it. I mean, he's excellent when healthy, but significant injury risk, and, and because he's a tight end, I just can't bring myself to do it in the first round. Jeff, you and I are in total agreement of that. Uh, I would never draft a tight end in the first, second third round, maybe third round. Um, but, uh, um, um, I, I, I feel I can get a decent tight end, uh, way later. So anyway, um, let's move on to the, uh, new Orleans saints who just recently, uh, in the last week, um, got bad news about CJ Spiller. He's out for the preseason. Um, and probably for the start of the regular season with a knee issue. And, um, a tight end. I don't know if he's going to really make that much difference. Orson Charles, I don't even know if he's going to make the team. Um, suspended one game for, um, um, I think it's PEDs, if I'm not mistaken, or, or uh, whatever. Um, and eligible come, to come back in week two. Talk to me. Yeah, I mean, um, Spiller has a poor track record, you know, as a pro for being able to stay healthy. Um, you know, he has been good at times for Buffalo, but that makes him a later pick, not an early pick. Um, I'll tell you, it's driving me crazy. Uh, this epidemic of these teams, uh, having these joint scrimmages and then these, uh, fights breaking out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ridiculous. And, Recipe and for it. A lot of guys getting hurt. It, 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 it's silly. And, you, you know, the, they started the joint practices when, I guess, to, to, to save a buck or two, the teams cut down on the training camp roster. So you can't have – you don't have enough guys to have intra-squad games. So that led to the, uh, uh, the, the scrimmage, you know, the you know, two-team scrimmages. And uh, it, it's ridiculous. So I, I really think they should expand the training camp rosters and that they won't have to have these – inter-squad uh, scrimmages uh, like they've been having because uh, 
uh, too many fights breaking out, and it's stupid. And and the, the strong coaches, you know, they tell the guys, hey, you know, uh, you're fighting practice. There's also there have been these little skirmishes, which usually they're minor, you know, just within a team. You know, they tell right. you, you know, hey, you're going to get kicked out of practice, and you will be fined. Yep. <laughs> and, and that's big. And some of these yep. guys might be, uh, you know, trying real hard to make the team, but you get kicked out of practice on fines. You're not, it doesn't help you making a team. All right. Well, uh, let's go into the next team on the list. Um, the New York Giants, who are dealing with a recently a guy, Michele Thompson, who uh, injured his Achilles is out. Cornassi is out for the season. They're also dealing with uh, Ruben Randall and Victor Cruz, who had a devastating injury that are probably will probably start uh, uh, the season. And quite naturally, we talked about it earlier with, with the first team we talked about. That was with the finger. Um, and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, who's dealing with a hand, and it's questionable for the start of the season. Uh, your thoughts? This is your New York Giants. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, they got a couple of defensive backs hurt, so they had to sign somebody. You know, you just, uh, you know, these preseason games are so funny because, uh, you know, regular season, it's, you know, uh, you know, did we win? Did, you know, the guys on my fantasy teams, how they do preseason, it's basically hold your breath and hope nobody gets hurt, you know? Well, let me ask you something, Jeff, because um, I'm, I've been going back and forth and I'm not sure. Uh, I, I like the guy, but I'm not sure if he's going to be ready. Victor Cruz, what's your thoughts on Victor Cruz and, and also, if he's going to be ready for the yeah. beginning of the season or not? Coughlin's a guy who, uh, yeah, he's very vague about injuries. Uh, not quite in the Belichick category. Uh, you know, it's so hard to tell, and, and which is frequently guys coming off of serious injuries. They keep out of preseason games. I mean, I think Cruz has been practicing, which is a good sign. But, uh, you know, Randall was banged up. If, and, and uh, you know, uh, Beckham is missing some practice. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's a great talent. That guy drives me crazy. And, uh, you know, during minicamp, he, he missed uh, – he was missing a part of minicamp because of a hamstring. And uh, it wasn't the same hamstring as last year. And this is what cracks me up. And then the, the teammates were busting his chops, and then he was crying about it. Meanwhile, he's the biggest ball buster on the squad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. he, he, needs, he needs to grow a pair. And as great as he was for those 12 games last year, uh, he, he, I, it's hard for me to take him in the first round. Usually for me to you know take a guy early, I want somebody who's been able to put a whole season together. Okay. Let's move on to the Jets. Quite naturally, in the last three days, um, Geno Smith got into an uh, altercation, and uh, it's out uh, in early October. Um, Jason Morrow, who's dealing with a sh shoulder, he's a tight end. He's probably for the start of the season, along with uh, Aaron Henderson, who's a linebacker. And naturally, the defensive line is Sheldon Richardson, who's got all kind of issues um, but it's going to have to uh, uh, sit on the sidelines for four games due to an um, and a suspension and won't be able to come back in a, a bye week five that the Jets have. Talk to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, they say, uh, you see those pictures of Gino? His jaws all small and real bad, which uh, I, I can't remember the last time I saw someone with a broken jaw. And he was uh, working out, uh, practice throwing already, uh, I think, and I told him not to. Um, you know, the uh, the Jets signed uh, Matt Flynn, which uh, everybody criticizes him, but, you know, uh, probably the best available guy who wasn't in a training camp. Uh, and they wanted a veteran guy because uh, Bryce Petty, uh, you know, is, is still very raw at this point. Um, so, uh 
tell you that Flynn has made a lot of money for basically what was a, a couple of good games in Green Bay. Hey, good for him. That's why if you got kids, uh, if they want to teach them how to throw a football. And the thing about it, Jeff, I don't know if you know this, he, he can't practice because he's dealing with uh, an ankle or some type of leg issue, if I'm not mistaken. So um, it's uh, that, that was a joke in itself. And I don't even know how he passed the physical, but he, they, they grabbed him, and he can't even practice uh, right away. All right, let's move on to the I'm, – I'm going to skip a couple teams. I'm going to skip the Seahawks. I'm going to skip the Chargers. I'm going to skip the Steelers because I'm only dealing with a um, – and I'm going uh, skip the Eagles um, uh, and the uh, 49ers, uh, which I don't – I don't think they're going to be relevant anyway. Uh, and, and move on to the St. Louis Rams because this is interesting because um, uh, I want to talk about and get your thoughts on um, Todd Gurley, who coming off an ACL, I think he's about eight or, eight or nine months removed from the ACL, is questionable for the start of the season. And believe it or not, if I'm not mistaken, he's going higher in, in, in mock drafts that I've seen than uh, – um, Trey Mason, who was pretty decent last year and supposedly is is better against pass protection in practice this year. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it, it's hard for me to get excited about a rookie who misses training camp. And, uh, yep. you know, uh, I think he's coming off, I think, a, a significant enough injury where uh, he might not be 100% this year. So it, it's hard to embrace a guy like that. Okay, and I'm going to skip the Tennessee Titans because uh, um, it's only Delaney Walker that I'm really um, – uh, and I'm not going to talk about him. I think he'll, he, he should have no problem coming back from a thumb injury that he had. It's nothing that's going to keep him out for any extended period of time. I'm talking about the Washington Redskins, who seem like they got a nice dose of um, players either suspended or out for the season or, 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 or injuries. Uh, um Jameson Crowder, who, had, if I'm not mistaken, is a rookie. He's got a hamstring. He's questionable for the start of the season. D'Angelo Williams, who sustained a toe injury uh, guarding uh, DeAndre Hopkins in practice and, and um, is probable for the start of the season. Um, Deshaun Jackson, I think, in the same – I don't know if it was in the same game, but practicing against the Houston Texans, sustained a, a, a shoulder injury, um, is probable for the start of the season. Um, and, uh, uh, Jordan Reed, who, um, is dealing with a hamstring. It seems like he's always hurt is probable for the start, start of the season. And Niles Paul, if I'm not mistaken, also is, is dealing with an injury. Uh, what's your thoughts on last but not least the Washington Redskins? Yeah. Um, yeah, they got decimated at tight end and, uh, the only guy left is one who's missed 12 games the past two years, but he's pretty good when he's healthy. Um, uh, yeah, you know, you just can't underestimate the importance of health. I mean, cause the thing is, I mean, if you draft guys who are healthy and have good track records, you're still going to have to deal with injuries. But if you start drafting injured guys and injury prone guys, a lot of times you're going to have a, a, a lousy fantasy squad. And, and sometimes like, uh, the one who sticks out is, uh, uh, Miles Austin uh, from uh, Garfield, New Jersey. I think he's with with uh, Philly now. But that guy for years had had a lot of hamstring problems. And you wonder. I mean, I I don't know if he did. If I was in his shoes, I'd be trying everything. I mean, acupuncture, yoga, ballet, meditation, you name it. You know what I'm saying? Anything that might work, I would try because the stakes are that high and it's worth it. You know. Okay, that's right. And we've gone down to the whole teams, Jeff. I'm going to be watching uh, some preseason games, uh, usually some starters uh, really get into it, second and third game. So hopefully uh, these guys um, don't sit on the sidelines starting getting into it. Otherwise, you're going to get guys who start the season and are really starting their preseason uh, with the first two regular season, first two or three regular season games, and you're not going to get good play. Um, anyway. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, and for those people who are listening and have listened or catch me on archives, uh, catch us on archives, I should say. 
Tune in next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, always on a Thursday, is the FSP Crew Show. Um, also, you can catch the FSP Show, which is hosted by Vic Gardner, co-hosted by myself at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, and then uh, on um, Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's me all by my little self on the master plan, um, talking all sorts of sports. You never know what I'm going to talk about. I could be talking about some social issues, but uh, uh, we like to stay on point with some sports, but it could go off topic at any minute. Um, uh, like I said, uh, I want to thank you for listening and uh, come back next week. And we are out. Yeah. Mr. Anchor. Fantasy sports and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy sports and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.